The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so Coco Goff up 2-1 in the second set, but lost the first set to the 31st seed. And uh, she's struggling a bit, a few double faults. Uh, the U.S. Open is underway in New York, if you can believe it. Great game tonight in the Bronx. Rays, Glasnow against Garrett Cole and the Yankees. The Rays have owned the Yankees. Uh, but let's pick it up with some NFL uh, talk here in hour number two, Carver High. Yeah, let's do this with a couple of injuries, Scotty. Another year, another Carson Wentz injury. Now, we don't know how serious this one's going to be. They say not too bad. They're being cautious. He's got the soft tissue injury, but uh, Wentz right now not practicing for the Eagles. Also, rookie ride receiver Jalen Rager. He is, has a shoulder issue, labrum. Uh, he's going to miss a little bit of time. Uh, another year, Scotty, like I was saying, for Wentz, uh, it just seems like it never ends with him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it boils down to uh, is he ever going to play in a big game, in a playoff game, and get it done after all of the hype that he's the greatest quarterback on earth and this franchise-making uh, uh, quarterback, and he just hasn't lived up to it. I don't care what anybody says. The guy has talent. There's no doubt he's a good player. There's no doubt strong arm, does everything right. But he has been injured. And he's never won the big games. So uh, until you do that, you just don't have a leg to stand on. All this hype and everything is just a waste of time. It's just fame on ESPN is all it is. And other than that, uh, he has to get it done. And all the injuries have held him back. And here we go again. And then if they don't have him, I mean, they are screwed, that team. I'm telling you, I'm still on Dallas in that division. Dallas is loaded top to bottom. And we don't know about injuries and everything else that's going to happen with COVID and all the rest. But on paper, if you ask me, without a doubt, I think Dallas stands head and toes above every other team in that division. Second preseason in a row also for Chargers safety Derwin James to get hurt. He's got a meniscus issue in his right knee. He's going to miss significant time. As of now, Scotty, Chargers say they are not in the mix on Earl Thomas. But for me, Derwin James, same boat as Wentz. Guy's always hurt. He talks a lot too, James. Best safe, you know, best uh, secondary in the NFL, he said about the Chargers. Need to play. And once again, Derwin James, not going to play for the Chargers. 
It's a problem. I think they have a loaded defense. Uh, I think they can, you know, handle the, you know, rising waters, if you will, that they got going on out there. I like this team a lot. I like their receivers. Their defense is stacked. Uh, everybody brags about Tyrod Taylor never turns the ball over. Famous last words. Everybody's uh, great at not turning the ball over until they do turn it over, until they do throw a bunch of picks. We'll see how he is as the main guy, the main quarterback. You know, they're not going to play the kid Herbert out of uh, Oregon. That's their plan anyway. I like this team a lot. Uh, kind of a sleeper for me out west. I think they're going to be uh, dangerous, but we'll see. If the injuries pile up, they won't be. I know that you're very high on Okuda in Detroit. A little surprised to see he's not ready to start yet uh, for them. How about you? Well, like I said, uh, this is my favorite player in the draft. I think, you know, talent-wise, speed-wise, he was the most exciting player in that draft. And what he did at Ohio State was, it's real simple. He was all over the football field. You could not throw against that kid. I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL. And it is surprising to me, frankly, that they talk about him not being ready for, uh, you know, the Lions starting rotation. It's amazing to me because the Lions are so awful. They have been so pathetic and so downtrodden, and all they do is lose. Now, I've heard about, from top to bottom, I've been hearing on this show from guests and, and analysts and experts and whatever you want to call them, everyone thinks the Lions, we even heard Adam Kaplan say it, he thinks they're one of his sleepers to be one of the best teams in the NFL and hit way over on the Vegas totals, that uh, they're loaded on both sides of the ball. I don't know what world we're living in. The Lions always are terrible. How about always? They're, you know, as bad as the Browns. So I want to see it to believe it, that he's not good enough to make that team starting rotation. You got to be kidding me because uh, I think he's better in terms of talent than anyone I've ever seen on that team. Oh, by the way, welcome we welcome in, in radio, yes, sports grid, radio app, sports grid, uh, overnights, Throw on a bench, Sports Rage, Bagels and Bad Beats. Go to sportsgridradio.com. Check out our YouTube page. You can watch us do the shows. Just search Sports Grid Radio. We're also on Mightier 1090, the great station in San Diego and all of Southern California. And at nighttime, late night, overnights, are you kidding me? They can hear us in British Columbia with all of that K-Funk Swiss cheese they're smoking. Check out. More Eagle injuries. Of course, they've got a ton on the offensive line. They had brought Jason Peters back to play guard. Now they're going to make him play tackle, and he wants more money if he's going to have to do that. So we'll see how that ends up. The Raiders released Prince Amukamara. We know how uh, awful he is, Scotty. There's no surprise there. Uh, Logan Ryan, the Browns were looking to sign him. Well, too bad. You lose. Uh, the Giants pick him up today. One year, 7.5. Giants could use a couple guys in the secondary, so that should help them out, right, Scotty? Well, that's a great sign for the Giants, and uh, I like that move considering they have no talent on the team. <laughs> I mean, the Jets, the, <laughs> the Jets have I mean, traded for Kalen Balazs from the Dolphins. That trade is now off. Failed his physical. Another you, uh, you lose right there for him. Zach Cunningham gets a new fat deal from the Houston Texans linebacker there. Pete Carroll hints that Brandon Jackson's career may be over, and the NFL plans an extensive social justice content for week one, Scotty. Well, gee, you think everybody else is doing it. Why not jump on board and do the same thing? 
I mean, the first week in the NFL, you won't even see football. That's all you're going to see. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm watching this uh, Coco Groff match, right, at the U.S. Open. I have no idea why. But the deal is this. She's losing right now 3-2 in the second set. She lost the first set to the 31st seed, uh, Sevastova from Latvia. And she's got 11 double faults in two sets they're not even done yet with the second set who has 11 double faults in three four five sets when you're a pro meanwhile i just want to be honest like i I like i have nothing against coco groff I, i i don't care about tennis but here's the deal they crammed her down our throats today. Like I turned on the TV and it was like the Coco Groff hour. I was watching like they sold her like she was Serena Williams. Meanwhile, she's not even seated. She's not even seated, but they crammed her down our throats. They've been showing her mom and dad for like the last two hours on TV. Every shot that she takes as she's double faulting left and right and losing right now. If she drops this, uh, she's uh, serving right now and uh, Sevastova has the advantage in this match. She got her to deuce. And the bottom line is she's double faulted so much. I'm watching this girl now. I know she's everyone's favorite tennis player in America, except one of the problems is it appears to me that she sucks. Like she can't serve. And I mean, 11 double faults. I like John McEnroe. He would have shot himself if he had 11 double faults in a match. He would have shot himself right on the court. I'm, I can't even believe what I'm watching. She can't serve. I, I just can't even believe what I'm watching against some chick that's never won a match in her life, and she can't destroy this chick. I mean, it really is crazy watching it. Watch, she'll come back and win in three sets. <laughs> U.S. Open is here. Get ready. <laughs> All right. I just like Let's the late night the matches. <laughs> You love those game, those matches that go till two in the morning. Uh, you get that late night start. Won't be I as do. fun without anybody in the building this year. Uh, MLB trade deadline has come and gone today at four o'clock Eastern. Scotty, the Padres extremely active over the last forty-eight hours. Their big haul, Mike Clevenger, p- pitcher from the Cleveland Indians. They get him. They get Trevor Rosenthal, reliever from the Royals. They get Jason Castro from the Angels. Mitch Moreland from the Red Sox and Austin Nola. From the Seattle Mariners. Scotty, you've talked about it a bunch already. Huge moves for the Padres. Are they now a player to challenge the Dodgers in the National League? I think that they were a player before 
they made all those moves. Now, I'm certain of it. I think it was a strong, unbelievable power move by Preller. All of the deals were incredible. They all made sense. I said I was putting these topics up on the Moreland, on the Clevenger, on Sided, the app uh, that they do in San Diego on Mightier 1090. They uh, let fans debate uh, sports arguments and everything else, politics, news, everything. But I put it up there because I thought the moves were really strong. That's what they needed. You and I both said that on this show last week. They need pitching. They need relief. Uh, I don't think they need anything else. That's what they really needed. But then they go out and get a a guy like Moreland who has experience that can DH not only uh, this year, they got him in the bag for another year. I think after this, Uh, they needed a catcher. They got two. They used one of them in a deal. uh, And now they have a catcher that can uh, do serious work for them. And then they got a guy at 29 in Clevenger that's really an inning eater and a low ERA pitcher. Uh, He's not a superstar. He's not Clayton Kershaw, but Clevenger's definitely made a name for himself for Tito in Cleveland. And I think he's got the goods. His ERA's hovered at three or under for the last four years. He's turning into a real star pitcher. And I think with Paddock and Lamette, I think the, uh, Without a doubt, the Padres are very dangerous right now. Their bats are sickening to begin with. Barring injuries, if they stay healthy the rest of the way, they're going to make the playoffs, in my opinion, and they will do damage. You do not want to face the San Diego Padres in the playoffs. Smaller scale, but the Blue Jays were also very active today. They get Robbie Ray from the Diamondbacks, Jonathan Villar from the Marlins, and Ross Stripling from the Dodgers. So the Blue Jays think that they're a player, that they're going to be in the playoffs too. How about the Marlins too, Scotty, getting Starling Marte? Well, first of all, on the Blue Jays, the Stripling deal is huge for them. Uh, But let's just be clear. Robbie Ray sucks. He's just an absolute (laughs) waste of time to talk about. So I don't want to hear it. Like these guys like Mike Miner and Robbie Ray, they do this every year. These people on ESPN trying to sell me some hack average trash pitcher that never does anything except get meted and lit up and gives up six, seven runs a game. He's been ass ever since he's been in the majors. And you can quote me on that. He's a hack. Have fun with him up in Toronto. But the stripling deal, I think, is what makes the difference. Now, the Marte Parte, I don't know what happened in Arizona. The guy wasn't even there a month playing for him, and they got rid of him. Now, I know his wife died, and I think the guy was never the same. And I'll give you that. His wife died uh, horribly. It was just uh, just awful what happened to him. And I, I agree, he's never been the same. But I still think the guy can play. They never gave him a chance to play in Arizona. They went out and got him, and then they, they dump him to the Marlins a month or two later. I know they got him in the offseason to play the whole season, but let's just say he's played for a month for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they got rid of him. What they should have done is got rid of that fat-ass, you know, a horse jockey, whatever he is, that stupid rodeo rider, Bumgarner, who's been a waste of time. Who You're not allowed to look at him. You're not allowed to talk to him. He thinks he's God's gift to the world, that fat-ass, whatever, dude. They should have gotten rid of his miserable, surly, sour ass. How's that sound? Did I cover that from all angles, you think? In terms of what I think of Madison Bumgarner, go to the rodeo. Go ride a horse, you bull rider. Go ahead. Not among the Scotty favorites, Madison Bumgarner right there. Let's run through some stuff that happened over the weekend. Back to the Padres here, Scotty. They get a win over the Rockies on Sunday. Big performance from Chris Paddock. 
Here is manager Jace Tingler loved everything that he saw. It, it was huge. It was, uh, you know, most importantly, it's what the team needed. Uh, secondly, you know, for him, uh, putting in the work that, that he's been doing and to be able to take uh, some of those bullpens and some of the dry work into the game and to get results, um, you know, I think it was it was huge for him to get get back. Um, and uh, but most importantly, I think uh, he should feel good about it for what he did for our team today. Uh, not only gave us a chance to win, but was able to log in some innings and uh, be able to give some guys a, a little bit of a rest uh, going into one more game tomorrow uh, before the off day. All they do is win, I'll tell you what. Uh, and they come up big when they need it. And, and really, Paddock hasn't been great. And uh, if he can get back to what he's supposed to be, what they're used to seeing, uh, it makes him even more dangerous. The Yankees sweep a doubleheader from the Mets yesterday, Scotty. They were down 7-2 in the seventh in game one. They get an Aaron Hicks homer to tie it. They would eventually win it in the eighth. Then in game two, you had Davey Garcia come in and throw six solid innings out of nowhere, his first major league. And then that one went to extras, and Gary Sanchez, Scotty, finally got going. Here it is on Yes. Driven deep to left center field. Going back, McNeil looking up. See ya. Oh, did he need that? A huge pinch hit grand slam for Gary Sanchez. And the Yankees lead 5 to 1. I'll tell you what, he needed that more than anybody. But uh, the bottom line is. Uh, that guy's been so awful. It's unbelievable. And, and here's the thing that is amazing to me. Aaron Hicks had his first hit in like five years. That's how bad Aaron Hicks has been. You think Gary Sanchez is bad. Aaron Hicks with his $80 million and his, uh, you know, the guy couldn't hit a, a slow pitch softball league. I mean, he's so terrible. I couldn't even believe he hit a home run. When he hit a home run, I almost fell over. I'm like, Oh, that's the first time he's had a hit since 2018. You talk about hacks. Aaron Hack is what they should call him. I think he's terrible. Every time I see him come to the plate, I cringe. The White, Sox, the White Sox continue to play very good baseball. They get a win over the Royals yesterday. Scotty, here is manager Rick Renteria as they get ready for a big series with the Minnesota Twins. Hopefully we can play good baseball and, and uh, obviously pulling those, those two out uh, helps. Um, at the end of the day, I think you just take it one day at a time, though. We all know and recognize how important this upcoming series is. Uh, but we have to take it a moment at a time. I love the White Sox. Uh, this is a huge test for them. We'll see what they're made of. Uh, the Twins have had their problems lately. They just got swept. So maybe the White Sox can uh, stab them in the chest here. And you're right. The Tigers do sweep the Twins over the weekend. Are they back in the mix? They're at 500, Scotty. I mean, if you're a Detroit Tiger fan, you're loving life because they were supposed to be like the worst team in baseball and they're 500. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, Cam, uh, what do you think tonight? Uh, Lightning finish them off or does uh, Boston stave off elimination? And uh, what do you like in terms of Dallas and Colorado? I think Dallas has their number. It seems like they always find a way to beat them. 
I feel like a stooge. I'm going back to Colorado. I've only bet Dallas one time. This is the one series that's kind of, you know, I haven't been right on, Scotty. I'm, I'm with Tampa Bay. I have them in the series. I think they take care of business tonight. Uh, Boston looks like they've been worn down, but they do have veterans on that team. Tampa Bay can't take their foot off their throat. Uh, as for Colorado, I think they win tonight. I'm not sure if they're going to take game six, but I think they uh, make the series go a little bit longer. But, man, Dallas has been absolutely fantastic. All their big guns showing up. And Kadri, you like them as play in the playoffs. Can't take stupid penalties or you're you're going to cost your team big time. Got to stay out of the box. So uh, Vancouver tomorrow night, can they do it? Or are they in big trouble now after that comeback third period by the Knights? Yeah, I, I hate to say it. Vancouver's a nice team, but uh, Las Vegas right now, Scotty, they got to be the best team in the West. Wouldn't be shocked even if they won the Cup. I know Tampa Bay might have something to say about that. The Islanders look good, but I'll tell you, that Vegas team is so damn fast. Underrated players, Alex Tuck, they're, they're, they're so, so deep, and the goaltending's been fantastic. So, yeah, I hate to say it. Vancouver's a team on the rise, but Vegas is too good. I actually, uh, I'm going to just say it, I think Tampa's better than Vegas. Yeah, if you if you look at the way Tampa Bay is playing now, after they shook off that monkey off their back with Columbus, that's a scary team. And I t- we talk about it. The addition of Coleman from New Jersey has been huge. You know, Palat's been great. Everyone talks about all these other guys on the team. Palat is a monster. He's scoring so many goals right now. Vasilevsky looks solid. The defense looks better all the time. You said it, Scotty. These guys are bearing down. If you're if you're a Vegas Tampa Bay uh, final would be great. And you're right. It, I, to me, it's like a pick 'em. I think both teams are great. I, that's a, that's a real tough one. But I have no problems taking Tampa Bay. Who do you like in the games tonight? You like the Heat or the Bucks, and you like the Rockets or Thunder? I like the I like the Miami Heat to cover the five and a half. I think it's going to be a real tight game. I like the Rockets to win. Uh, I'm not sure about the spread. Might put them in a parlay, but I think uh, the Miami Heat can beat uh, the Bucks outright. I'll take the points five and a half. I still think Milwaukee's overrated. All right, Cam, great stuff. Uh, Cam Stewart, game time decisions coming up. Top of the hour. Thanks, Cam. All right, uh, so uh, Goff just broke uh, Sada Stova, the Latvian. So now she's up 5-4. She can win the second set, and if she does that, she'll probably win the match. Uh, the, the kid from Latvia just melted down when she was up 4-3, and now she's down 5-4. So she ends up blowing it, and she also finally had a gigantic double fault uh, that cost her uh, in that uh, last game. So now she's down 5-4, and Goff has her right where she wants her. So now ESPN can start selling us Goff again and getting us all interested in her uh, tennis career. All right, here we go, Carver High. Uh, Let's pick it up where we left it off. We still got uh, some baseball action, right? Yes, we do. Let's go to the Dodgers right now. Another win for them. They keep rolling along on Sunday against the Texas Rangers. Here's Cody Bellinger. We're getting used to this uh, shortened 60-game season. We're doing just fine in it. Yeah, we're having fun, and I think we're all used to this this season. Um, Took a while for a lot of people to get used to it. Um, I would assume that was throughout the league, but um, feels normal now, and we're just playing the game like we knew that we could going into it. I mean, they're absolutely uh, flawless, basically. Uh, I'm a little surprised they gave up on stripling, to be honest with you, but uh, they're rolling along, and believe me, they're watching everything the Padres are doing. I can guarantee you that. The Cubbies yesterday, Scotty, get two home runs from all three of their outfielders. They beat up on the Cincinnati Reds. Let's hear the second one from Kyle Schwarber on the Marquee Network. 1-0 on Schwarber. Deep right. He's in the club. Oh, my goodness. That ball was 
completely disrespected. It's the Noah's Ark of home runs today. Hap's got two. Hayward's got two. Schwarber's got two. Schwarber, a five RBI day. Cubs rolling along. Uh, both teams in Chicago are having uh, great runs right now in terms of this 60-game season. And those two teams did have a little bit of a scuffle, Scotty, on Saturday in the second game of their doubleheader. Reds manager David Bell and outfielder Jesse Winkler, they are both going to sit a game suspended uh, for their roles in that incident. The A's got canceled yesterday. They have a member of their organization who, of course, tested positive for COVID. Their games against the Mariners, Scotty, tomorrow and Wednesday, both have been postponed. They are going to try and play a doubleheader on Thursday. Hopefully everything goes good with the A's, and by then they can get back on the field. Other than that, the other trades were minor. Cubs got Jose Martinez. Braves got Tommy Malone. He pitched really well for them last night. He got absolutely rocked against the Phillies. Lucky for him, the Phillies were awful, too. Acuna Jr., left that game. He's hurt again. He's been hurt a lot too, right? Scotty, he leaves the game with a hamstring tightness. Uh, the Braves need to get Acuna going. Would you like to run around tonight's action? Uh, we have to start, Scotty, of course, in the Bronx. Uh, please give me your thoughts on all these games where we have Garrett Cole up against Tyler Glass now, Yankees and Rays, big one up there. I'll take the run and a half and the 128 with a raise. Every time they play the Yankees, they beat them. I know you uh, have said to me that Garrett Cole has to earn his money tonight. And go seven innings at least. And uh, he just gives up too many home runs for me. I can't believe I, I was going to say this, but he, I don't think he's been really good for the Yankees so far. I know he won some games that didn't matter, but, but let's see what he does against a team that just keeps kicking their ass. The Rays. I'm taking the Rays there. Braves and Red Sox. I'm going Braves uh, at Fenway. Nationals, Phillies. I'm going Phillies. Uh, the Nationals are imploding right now. Cardinals, Reds. I'm going to go Cards in the Queen City, getting a run and a half uh, against the Reds. Uh, I like those. In terms of the rest of the games, let's see what else we got going here. Uh, Pirates, Brewers. I'm going to go Brewers at home in, in Milwaukee. Indians, Royals. I'm taking Cleveland there. I'm going to go high risk and take the White Sox. At many, after the Twins just got swept and the White Sox keep winning, I'm going to go Chicago and Padres, Rockies. I'm going Padres. I mean, uh, the Padres have become one of my favorite teams to not only watch and enjoy and like, but also to bet on and make money on. And they're even money tonight at Rotto. And with their bats, I won't be surprised they put up 12 runs. Yes, uh, that's going to be a good one. I'm interested, of course, in that White Sox twin uh, meeting because the White Sox finally getting to step up here against that twin ball club. Let's get through the hockey. You and Cam talked about it, Scotty. Uh, Islanders now up 3-1 to one on the Philadelphia Flyers. Another big third period from them. They get goals from Pajot and Nelson to push ahead. Here is Coach Barry Trotz, his team. They just keep pushing along, Scotty. I don't know if it's any drive. I think it's just a... A group that understands, uh, you know, that uh, you you go the distance on everything, and uh, you know, you saw that when we were down three three pucks the other night, we 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 pulled it off uh, to get it to overtime. Unfortunately, we didn't get the win, but uh, you know, um, I think it's just uh, it's it's a room that just understands that you've got to go the distance, and that distance is the is the final buzzer. They have to finish off uh, Philly. That's the first order of business. Then 
uh, which I believe they will because they're better than the Flyers. So all the talk of the Flyers winning the Stanley Cup, it's 1975 all over again. It's a nightmare. So they're going to lose to the uh, Islanders. The Islanders are going to go play in the Eastern Conference Finals. The key for the Islanders is going to be uh, Varlamov uh, because their defense is phenomenal. If Columbus can give Tampa problems defensively and Carposalo can play that way in net against Tampa and give them nightmares, which was the 85 save five overtime game that the lightning won, but they still couldn't score against them. And the, and the Columbus shut down defense game problems. Then the Islanders will give Tampa Bay problems. I think the key is, is the goalie has to make big saves against the lightning. Cause they're going to come at them in waves. Even if the defense is great, they're still going to keep coming. That's what they did against Columbus. That's what they did against Boston. Carver. I know you won't argue at this point. The fact of the matter is I think the other key is confidence. They cannot just be happy getting to the Eastern conference finals. There's talk of this is the furthest they've been since 93, whatever it is when they beat the penguins. But the fact of the matter is I think most people believe that Tampa is going to beat them. And so they can't have like, uh, you know, go into it like, oh, we're not even supposed to be here. Let's just see what happens. They have to go into it thinking we're going to shut these guys down and beat them. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have a problem with that, Scotty, just because of the guy we just heard from. I don't think Barry Trotz or Lou Lamarillo is going to allow them uh, to have that kind of a feeling in a series against Tampa. You know, they're going to have to go to Edmonton, uh, them in Tampa, if they can win one more game. And it's going to be a clean slate. And I think that they could beat that team. It's going to be difficult. The Lightning, as you just said, I'm with you. I think they're the best team that is left of the bunch. But it will be a tough series. The Islanders will fight them. And they can absolutely beat them if they continue to play their lockdown D and they get the timely scoring. Out of all four of these teams, Scotty, that are down 3-1, do you give any of them any kind of juice to get back into it? Maybe out of the Bruins, Flyers, uh, Colorado, or the Canucks, do you see any of them making a series out of any of these? No. (laughs) No. There it is. No, you're you're not there. You're not there. I I think the Bruins might give a little push tonight. I I think maybe the Bruins can get one more game uh, out of the lightning. And here's the other thing. How about the goals that are being scored in this Colorado Dallas series? I love this over tonight. Uh, They've scored the most goals in four games of a series since 1996, second most is this Colorado-Dallas series. It's been stunning how many goals have gone in the net, Scotty. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, But the Stars always find a way to win. And uh, the Lightning, in my opinion, now I know you're probably right. The Bruins have the best shot tonight at winning a game. The problem is they haven't. And the problem is their goalie is not that good. I'm sick of hearing about how Halak's this great goalie. If he was so great, they wouldn't be down 3-1. He's getting lit up, and I think the Lightning will finish them off. I think Dallas will finish them off. Vegas is going to win, and then you're going to see a great Dallas uh, Vegas West final, just like George Kurtz said that you and I believed all along would happen. Uh, you got the East final right in the seat of integrity. I still think it's Tampa and Vegas are the two best teams in the league playing for the cup. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking? and want to know how to make it your career. Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. 
I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Goff up 6-5 and serving for the second set. Uh, the kid, uh, Sevastova, lost the last point to lose the, the game against uh, Goff, and she got angry and hit a tennis ball out of the stadium, which I thought was pretty cool. She had a little McEnroe meltdown and just took the ball and just smashed it up into the sky. I like her temper. I'll give her that much. All right, Mafia, let's talk about UFC Fight Night. Another huge effort by you on PharrellOnTheBench.com and on Coast to Coast and Pharrell on a Bench with your picks five and one, making people fat stacks. Bands will make her dance. 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 You did it again, Mafia. Nice job. Yeah, we had a great night. I'm not going to take too much credit because there's a lot of big, you know, heavy favorites that we bet on. The only one that we Loss was actually the one where he took a chance on the underdog and Anthony Smith. And you know, he just didn't seem to have it that night. I thought that he'd rebound well in this one. I thought that he'd use that jujitsu. And the problem was he did try to use that. And then when it didn't work, he just seemed to give up all three rounds. It seemed like, you know, he took chances and went like a little risky moves at times, trying to take the back or trying to, you know, get an arm bar or something like that and tried to get the submissions. And then when it didn't work and Ratchet just put him on his back, he just didn't seem to want to get up and just waited for the bell. And that was it. Ratchet just went easily by you know, getting the decision there. So he moves up in the rankings and gets a little bit more hype behind him. Uh, we also looked good with that. Uh, of course, starting at the bottom there, you had Ameda the bully get in there and do exactly what his nickname, you know, says he is and what we said he was going to do. You know, Algeo looked good in the first two rounds trying to stop the takedowns. I thought uh, Lamas there had a great first round to, to win it. Control him against the cage. The second round, I thought Algeo did a little bit more and came alive and looked like he might come and steal his fight in the third. But you know, the short notice just bit him, you know, in the, the third round, he was just gassed and Lamas took him down and just bullied him the whole time. And all those takedowns that he wasn't getting in those first two rounds suddenly came really easy. You know, it was borderline 10, eight round. He was beating him up so bad in that third round, just dominating him on the ground. So that one was easy right there. Uh, the Grasso fight, Kim just let her do what she wanted to do. You know, she didn't try to get in there. Didn't try to close the distance. She just let Grasso keep her space and get her combinations boxing for the first two rounds. And then Grasso showed even a little bit more of a dimension in the second round, third round there where she showed a second dimension and took her down. So that one was pretty easy. And that one, we actually got the by points as well to make a little better odds. Cause she was minus three twenty or something like that. So we had the buy points was minus one thirty, So a little better money uh, for your bank for your buck there. And then Magny put on a great performance against Lawler. I did not expect him to do that on the ground as much as he did. I thought he would keep his distance, which he did. You know, in the beginning he was using all those strikes, the long legs and the uh, reach, reach advantage he had to, throw the jab out there, throw some long kicks. And then every time that Lawler tried to get in close to close that distance and get in there and do a little dirty boxing, he took him down and dominated him on the ground. It looked like that at times that he was going to get some chokes in, but Lawler lasted. So we get the double hit there as well with Magny winning and him winning by points. So it was a good fight. Like I said, five and one overall in the night. So what happens to Anthony Smith now? He starts tumbling down the hill. 
I mean, he falls back to what he was a middleweight at this point, unless he comes back with a huge performance in his next fight. We'll have to see who they put him against. But this was a guy who kind of was middling middleweight at best. He was a guy who, you know, at 185 wasn't much to speak of. He was kind of a gatekeeper guy. And then all of a sudden he moves up to 205 and has a resurgence and gets all the way to fighting John Jones in the last five rounds. Now you had that fight against the sheriff, gets himself out and lost. Now he gets this kid and just looks even worse. I think this is worse than the Deshera fight. Deshera is one of the top of the heap guys. So him beating you up when you have no nothing left in the gas tank in a five-round fight, I think is less embarrassing than this kind of kid just coming in and taking you down and dominating you on the ground. So I think he needs a huge, huge performance in his next fight. Otherwise, he's back to not mattering. And you know what? You might even get a pink slip if you lose another one or two in a row. So I guess he's going to go back to middleweight. Uh, what's the deal with uh, Overeem and Sakai? They're going to fight, I guess, this Saturday. They got another card? Yep. They're headlined this Saturday at the Apex. Uh, this is a big one for Overeem. You know, he had a nice win in his last one where it looked like he was down and out uh, against Harris and then comes back to get the win here. Sakai's a guy that you might not know the name of, but you should because he's starting to climb up the heavyweight ranks there. He hasn't beat the biggest names. I mean, he beat, uh, you know, some other guys that, you know, you might know but kind of are at the end of their career right now. But he's a guy that is getting up there. You know, he's 15-1-1. One, and one. He's got some good knockout wins. He's made you know a name for himself in the lower ranks of that division, and a division that is very top heavy right now. He can make a big jump here if he takes a, you know win over Overing this weekend. So they're going to let uh, Oven St. Prue fight on this card after he uh, got taken off the other card previously, right? Yeah, I mean, as long as you can pass those tests and show that you're good to go, they'll let you back in there. I mean, he's already in town. Why not? So they. Obviously, you're putting him through the protocols, making sure that he's healthy, making sure that he's not passing anything. And if he clears all that, then he'll be on there. So uh, Daniel Cormier officially announced his retirement. Uh, I guess now it's all over but the shot. And is he just going to be a broadcaster now? No, he's also a coach. He's a high school wrestling in California. He's been coaching there for about two years, even while his career is still going on, even while he's doing the UFC broadcasting, even while he's doing the, the show with Ariel Hawani and his podcast. I mean, he's a lot going on in the media, but he's also been doing a lot with these kids in his area, being a high school wrestling coach and trying to you know give them the guidance and the you know stewardship that they had when he was a kid. I mean, this is a guy, don't forget, that was an Olympic wrestler, not just a wrestler, an Olympic wrestler. So no better person to have as your coach and show you the way than these kids are getting right now. When are we going to get this uh, Adesanya-Costa fight? When is that? That's uh, this month coming up. In a couple of weeks, we'll see that fight. And who do you like in that fight early on here? Uh, Adesanya's a freak. He is. You know, it's so hard to pick. These guys are so contrasting and so badass in their own way. I mean, Costa's a guy that's just big, you know, bully type. He's jacked. He's going to come in there and just walk you down and try to pummel your face in. Then Adesanya is the long, lean guy. You know, their body type is completely different. You know, Adesanya with his, you know, skinny legs and arms, you think, who is this guy? He's nothing. And then all of a sudden he starts throwing spinning elbows and knock you out. So that's the thing, you know, he's talked about Costa. Costa's like, this guy's got no muscle to him. I'm going to rip him apart. Now Adesanya's like, all right, talk about how I got no muscle. And then come into those strikes, come in, feel those elbows and those knees and see how much I got nothing for you. I'm sticking with Adesanya right now. Because I think, you know, the guy is just on another level striking-wise. Costa's got to get in there and get his hands on him. You know, he's got to do exactly what Romero didn't, which is close the gap, close the distance, not worry about the strikes, and get in there and make it a close-range fight. If he lets it stay, you know, at a distance, if he lets Adesanya use that long reach, then he's going to be in for a long night. So let me ask you, Michael Chandler, does he stay where he is or go to the UFC? A lot of talk is that they think he's, you know, going to go to the UFC. I mean, if he's going to test free agency, really the main... Ones out there are Bellator and the UFC. 
Bellator has thrown money at him before and kept him there when he was, you know, coming up to free agency. They've always locked him down. This is the first time he's actually going to fully test free agency. And he's talked about wanting that different challenge that, you know, there aren't really guys there for him at Bellator anymore in his weight division that he feels really give him that challenge, give him that jolt to get in there and train hard and fight. So, you know, it makes sense for him to want to go to the UFC and try to challenge himself. But if it's going to be all about the money, then it's different because we know the UFC is not going to pay him the big bucks that he might get to stay at Bellator just because Bellator needs to throw extra money at guys to keep him there. But if he's going for the challenge and going to bet on himself that he gets a couple of wins, that he can get a bigger contract and make a bigger name, you know, which is tough to do at his age, but still, if he's going to make that bet on himself, then he might go there. And then, of course, you have you know other smaller promotions like one that could be a uh, contender if they want to decide to open up the pocketbook because Eddie Alvarez, who he wants to have a third fight with, is there. So there's other options, but the UFC is the clear-cut you know, favorite at this point. Lastly, Frankie Edgar is talking about trying to get a legacy fight with Dominic Cruz. You think that could happen? Probably could happen, but I don't know why he'd want it to. With the momentum that he just built with that win over Munoz, I think you'd want to, you know, try to go for the belt. If you go and fight Dominic Cruz, if you lose that fight, then you're back down, you know, into the bottom of the top ten, maybe. You just beat a guy who's number seven. You want to not fight a top five opponent if you really feel like this is your time to, you know, make another run and try to get another belt before you're done at 38. You don't have time to waste. I wouldn't go and fight Cruz. I'd say, hey, why don't you give me, you know, top five, top three? Give me somebody that's going to challenge me and put my name in the books as one of the top contenders in that division. All right, Mafia, great stuff uh, and a fabulous job with the bets again on Pharrellonevents.com for UFC Fight Night. We got another uh, big card on Saturday. We'll get into it more during the week. Thanks a lot. Let's go back to Carver High. And why don't we hit the golf? How about that John Rahm 66 Mario Lemieux footer he nailed in the playoff to beat uh, Dustin Johnson? That was a great golf tournament. Yes, it was high drama at the BMW yesterday, Scotty, because you had Dustin Johnson tie him on 18 with a 45 footer. And then here it is on NBC in the playoff. John Rahm, it's the 66 one you just talked about. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it what comes. Wow. That's just clean. That's very useful. <laughs> That's is delicious. This all really happening? What a place. That is from really 66 <laughs> feet. Le Magnifique. That was beautiful. Let me tell you, uh, what a way to every- win. And uh, two great golfers. <laughs> There it is. Every time I hear a golf highlight on Coast to Coast, I am waiting to hear from Ian Poulter. That is all that I ever wanted to uh, to hear. Those days are numbered. Those days are numbered. Tiger Woods was eliminated from the FedEx Cup competition, Scotty. He did not qualify. The top 30 golfers will head to Eastlake in Atlanta this weekend uh, for the uh, championship. Uh, They've got some dopey format where Dustin Johnson, because he's in the lead, is going to start the tournament at minus 10. Because Rom won yesterday, he now will be at minus 8. He's right behind him. Justin Thomas, minus 7. The guys start minus 10, I guess, to, for being in the lead in the points. Could you make it more confusing? That That's my question. Could you guys do a better job what of confusing is the fans? <laughs> can, we just play it? can we just play at Eastlake and the guy that shoots the lowest wins? Right. No, you can't do that, Scotty. Come on. That would be too easy. But at least we have the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks at Wingfoot. We are looking forward to that 
when it comes to the golf. Uh, let's do some college football, Scotty. LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase, uh, without question, uh, probably the best wide receiver in the country, maybe the top prospect in the country. He is going to opt out, not going to play. He's going to get ready for the draft where he'll probably be the first wide receiver taken. That is a big name off the board, Scotty. Oh, sure. And I think that uh, all the best players in college football are going to do the same thing. They're going to get ready for the NFL draft because they're there to go to the NFL, get drafted and make a bunch of money. No one cares about playing in college football when they get nothing out of it. They want to get paid. So the smart thing to do is just skip it, this nonsense, this, this bogus 20 season and go to the NFL draft. That's all that matters. The Auburn Tigers have nine positive cases amongst their team in what they call a challenging week uh, for their football program. Uh, you're just going to hear more and more of this as they continue to try to play. But Notre Dame's going to have fans, Scotty. Uh, that came down this afternoon. They're going to try to squeeze uh, fifteen to 20,000 into Notre Dame Stadium this year. But it's only going to be students, uh, so that's good. Get all the students out in the seats uh, and faculty and alumni. So that's how they're going to distribute well, the Notre Dame tickets you know, this year. That's just not even, that's not, I can't even believe they're that stupid. First of all, the students are the ones that have the COVID and then they're just going to bring it to the stadium and then, and then the players are going to get it. The players have already had it and Auburn's got it and South Carolina, that campus, it's rampant, but it's like, there's more COVID than there is fresh air. I mean, the bottom line is, uh, it's just unbelievable. And I'll tell you another thing. I couldn't believe the other night I was watching Austin P play central Arkansas. It was a great <laughs> football game. If that's all I got is these types of hacks playing, I'll take it because uh, it was a great game. 24, 17, they scored late to win it. And then, uh, you know, Austin P brought it down the field to about the 20 with one last chance with about eight seconds left to uh, throw it to the end zone. They got picked off, but it was a great college football game. I didn't even know they were playing. Next thing I know, I'm watching college football. So I want to watch it as much as you do, but not at the cost of uh, people losing their lives. Well, there's a, I believe, a pretty good slate of games coming up this weekend uh, as well. Not a lot of heavies, but a good slate. Neymar ends his 13-year partnership with Nike. You saw there's some problems also for Messi, Scotty, uh, with him leaving Barcelona. La Liga is trying to keep him into that contract. So maybe no Messi uh, to Man City after all. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So Mavia just got bad news about the uh, basketball league that we play in, and he's very angry right now. He's out throwing things in his driveway. He'll be back with us momentarily. Very upset. They said no basketball at all until the COVID is completely eradicated from the earth, is what they told me. And I'm like, how long is that going to take? They're like, at least maybe a year, like until vaccine, until it's completely gone. So there's none because everyone that's working out there has got to wear a mask and everything else. And they moved all the equipment into the gym where we play. All the basketball has now become a spin cycle and a yoga mat and a weight room. It's just unbelievable. So now you can't play basketball there. Mafia wants to kill himself. He's so upset. He's very angry. All right, uh, Carver. Hi. I wanted to start by talking about this kid, Brian uh, Piccoli. I was thinking Brian Piccolo would have been better, but um, he leads the World Series of Poker International Series. It's an online tournament worth twenty-seven and a half million. The winner gets around three and a half million. The American in the lead. How about that, Carver? High. 
Yeah, really good to see. You know, they don't have the normal World Series of Poker this summer out in Vegas because of everything like you were just saying with the basketball, the COVID. So they're doing this big online international tournament, uh, an American in the lead. Uh, that's cool to see. And uh, he's got a chance. There, there it is. <laughs> Throw it back. Give me another card. Give me the, uh, but, give me the uh, card. But let's see if he can finish the job. A lot of a uh, couple good players left in that field with him. Cliff Robinson died, the former UConn star, NBA six man of the year, played in Rip City a long time. Can't believe that. Survivor too. 53. Uh, how about this Chadwick Bozeman dying as well at 43 of cancer? We talked about that Friday night on the show. That was awful. Ohio State defensive tackle Haskell Garrett shot in the face in stable condition. Uh, what is going on there? I don't even know. And I told you about the hundreds of uh, South Carolina college students busted at a massive pool party. Yeah, no keg parties. You're not allowed to party in college. Wear your mask. Here's what they're doing. Drinking, smoking reefer, and everyone's trying to get laid. And they eat pizza and party and lie. Good night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.